At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Naked M.I.P. With Masamela Matsumal. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, it's always great and exciting to talk to our good friend Eric Bollard of PressRun.media. If you've not subscribed, you definitely want to do so. The most fearless media commentary there is, and we're thankful for that. Eric, how are you, buddy? Good, good. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. So um, it, it's, it's well, first of all, let me get your take on the I guess the biggest story of the week, um, and that is the Senate's refusal to carve out the filibuster one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For everyone. And and what's your take on how the media has even covered that story? Uh, it, it typical, and this goes back to the Obama years, in, in obstruction is is works for Republicans. So I understand this is slightly different. There was two Democrats, but, you know, completely left out of the context is we have this 50-50 Senate. In the past, uh, you know, a Democratic um, president might be able to rely on two or three or four Republican votes, uh, depending on what the legislation is. Um, Biden can't rely on them for anything. So, you know, the press focuses on 50-50 and he lost two Democrats and, and you know, that's a failure for Biden. Um, and, and it just rewards Republicans for obstructing everything. Uh, they, McConnell absolutely perfected the strategy under Obama. Uh, the most famous example to me is after the Sandy Hook. Uh, you know, Obama spent six months, um, you know, selling to the country this uh, background gun bill, had 90% public support, couldn't get any, couldn't get any Republican votes. And, and Senator Toomey, at the time, who I, I shouldn't say couldn't get any, got one or two. And Senator Republican from Pennsylvania at the time said, who, who was helping Obama, said, my colleagues don't want him to have a win. They, they just don't want him to have a win. And so it's they're just continuing that. And we're seeing that with the filibuster. We saw that with COVID relief. Could not get one Republican vote in the House or the Senate. Again, this is a bill that had 80, 90 percent public support. They don't want to they don't want to give uh, Biden a victory. So the press kind of looks past that and they blame Biden. Hey, why can't, you know, Chuck Todd unmeet the press over the weekend? Why hasn't Biden been able to create this coalition with five or six moderate Republicans? You know, why can't he get Susan Collins and Mitt Romney to vote, you know, uh, for the Voting Rights Act and things like that? Um, you know, as if this is just a simple process. Um, and it's because the press doesn't want to acknowledge uh, how radical um, uh, the Republican Party has come. And just a real quick on, on Senator Cinema, you know, this week is Biden's one year was Biden's one year anniversary. Just an avalanche of, of negative press, negative 
uh, analysis and his polls are down, his polls are down. You know, he, he went from 49 to 42% in the last half year. His polls are down. There was a poll out this week from Arizona, Cinema's polling at 8% among Democrats. You think that would be kind of a big story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, this is a woman who has categorically ended her political career by going against the Democratic Party and going against a popular uh, uh, president among Democrats. Uh, but the, 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 the media is only interested in Biden's polling numbers. And just real quick, and again, this relates to the voting rights bill and things like that, at Biden's press conference, you know, and, and other places. Well, the Democratic Party is divided. You know, they're divided. They couldn't get this bill passed. And as, you know, Biden pointed out, he said, I got 48 out of 50. You know, this is not a divided party. Yeah. You throw in the entire uh, House caucus, it, it's kind of, it's, I think it's something like 273 versus two. Yeah. This is not a divided party. Uh, but the media really love to play up that idea that, you know, it's fracturing under Biden's feet at this point or something. Well, you know, and, and it also goes to show how the media has become complicit in obstructionism, to your point. Oh, yeah. Um, the original Voting Rights Act, what enabled it to be passed was the media's coverage of the lack of voting rights. Right. Today, there's less coverage. I mean, let's 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 be clear. Let's just talk about what's going on. At least 19 states have these new voter suppression laws. That would have been the purpose right. for this bill. How many mainstream of Bellway media have even covered that story, Eric? I, I don't know of one. Yeah, no, you know, we, we read about Georgia. We read about a couple states. You don't read about you know, a third of the country and they don't call it voter suppression. I wrote that story a year ago. You know, the, you know, the press just absolutely refuses to call the, these voter suppression. Oh, you can't say voter suppression. That make it, that makes it sound like the Republican party doesn't want people to vote. That makes it sound like they're, you know, and they're not democratic. They're not in the mainstream. Of course, the Republican party is in the mainstream, you know, they're a center right party. So, you know, it's 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 a holdover holdover of these ridiculous semantics games the press played in order to not tell the truth about Trump. You know, he wasn't a liar. He wasn't a sociopath. He wasn't, um, you know, any of those. He wasn't a racist. You know, he 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 trafficked in race characteristics. Your race. They didn't even call it race baiting. I, I can't even remember the stupid yeah. phrase they used. And you know, he he pushed falsehoods and exaggerations. And so he's not a liar. He's not a racist. And the Republican Party doesn't stand for voter suppression. Uh, so it's it's the fear of telling the truth uh, about the Republican Party. And it goes to the obstructionism and it goes to, uh, you know, voter suppression and it goes to lots of other things. You know, the Republican Party has has played the press because the press, no matter what the Republican Party does, the press, by definition, by its own self-imposed rules right. says it's the mainstream. Well, if the Republican Party is doing it, it's 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 mainstream. It's not dangerous. It's not undemocratic uh, because this is this is a mainstream entity. They would never suppress the vote. They would try to take the vote. But if you read the reporting on what these laws do, right. it's a clear acknowledgement. Obviously, they're trying to take the right away the right of people to vote. They're not even trying to hide it. 1965, March 7th. We're coming up on that anniversary uh, as we spend every year in Selma folks um ABC Sunday night movie 
the trial in Nuremberg. That's right. And this is what mainstream media did then. Mm -hmm. They broke in yep. live on television um, for everybody to see, including a president, a Lyndon Johnson, who had said to Dr. King, Dr. King, we just passed the 64 Civil Rights Act. I don't think I can get a Voting Rights Act passed so close to that, so close behind it. Yeah. But when the media showed those pictures from Selma. Right. Uh, and then they covered the stories after that, the killings of a white minister, the Reverend James Reed, the killing of Viola Luzo and, and others. You know, you I, I tell you, if you ever want to just be amused, sometimes listen to the the sometimes the OBJ tapes are better than the Nixon tapes, <laughs> because you hear him call George Wallace and say, hey, man, what, what are you doing? You killing white people. So, <laughs> so I got to do something. But that wasn't liberal media. That was just reporting the facts. People yeah. would be massacred in Selma. Right. But you, today. It's not even story. But so here's the other thing that blew my mind. More MIP after this message. Biden doesn't hold press conferences. Then he holds press conferences, Eric, and all the media at least is tweeting. It was too long. <laughs> I mean, if that's not a transparent, that this guy just cannot do yeah. anything right for them. And don't get me wrong, he's not perfect. We, you have some things we got to work out. Oh, but yeah. The man holds press conference for two hours, and it was too long. And then it, because and and I guess they feel it was too long, and that he was also, in their view, somewhat incoherent. Trump wasn't. You never <laughs> incoherent, right? I mean, it's it's amazing. It you know it's it's theater criticism, which has replaced political analysis. So, you know, and, and look, there's a few things with those press conference. You know the you know. The press wants these press conferences, I think, because they think they're all going to be like Trump press conferences. There's going to be entertaining. There's going to be gaffes. There's going to be these confrontations. There's going to be yelling. There's going to be drama. And, you know, Biden press conferences are, are, are like Obama press conferences. They're pretty boring. Yeah. They're pretty boring. And if you really want to get into the weeds and you want to hear some six or seven minute answers on foreign policy and domestic policy, you that is the place to go. If you're looking for entertainment, probably not going to find it. So I think the code for too long was it was boring. That was boring. <laughs> you know? yeah. And and you're right. He got hit. Oh, he hasn't had a formal press conference since March. Oh, they're hiding him. Oh, he's old. Oh, he, he answered 60 questions, you know, and, and not and, and as I pointed out on Twitter, didn't did not tell one flat out lie. You know, CNN didn't have to rush into uh, onto their website you know, a fact check of nine different, just crazy lies that he told. Um, and, and again, if you, uh, oh, again, so, you know, he hasn't had one since March. Why is he hiding? He should do these all the time. You know, if you watch that, I don't think anyone watched that and said, oh, he's got to do these every eight weeks. Oh, you know, he, why, why don't we have these more often? There are other ways to communicate uh, with the American people. Um, there, it's fine that he does them. Um, nothing really comes of it. I mean, it's fine. You know, it's, it's a non-event. Uh, but yeah, not, you know, it's too, if he had stopped after 40 minutes and taken nine questions, oh, what's he hiding? Oh, it's too, sh you know, it's, it's Goldilocks and the three bears, right? It, it's all kind of silly. It, it's all kind of this, 
beltway theatrics instead of actual political analysis and things like that. Eric Bolet also, folks, reminds us in Press Run, um, and that's why we encourage you all to read it, just to give us a reminder of what did happen to the Obama administration first year. Um, uh, here was a headline. Is President Obama's Carter moment nearing? A, a lead sentence from the Associated Press, Barack Obama's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad year off to a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad start. Washington Post, a year into his presidency, President Obama faces a polarized nation and souring public assessments of his efforts to change Washington. And we see the same thing with Biden, don't we, Eric? But, but yeah. at the same time, a little bit of a, of a desire, it seems, to rehabilitate Trump. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that I think that's the unspoken part of all of this. And I've, and I've said this elsewhere. And I really do think it's the case. It's just my hunch. Why? Why is there such this laser like focus on, on trying to highlight Biden's failures? Um, you know, The Washington Post uh, did a 3000 word year long, you know, a, a year look back at his first year. Uh, I counted, you know, 43 paragraphs. 3,000 words, not one sentence, about 6.4 million jobs added under Obama, something no first-year president has done since they started keeping records in 1939. If you're going to do a 3,000-word piece on on Biden's first year in office, and you don't type one sentence about the record-shattering job growth, there's 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 another motivation in play. Journalists don't just accidentally leave that part out. They don't accidentally leave the you know 3.9 full employment 3.9 unemployment full employment highest wages ever on record. You don't just accidentally leave that stuff out. And to your point, uh, I, I think all of this kind of this pylon, this breathless pylon uh, that that we did not see four years ago at Trump's one year anniversary when he was at 37 percent. Uh, there were there were no obituaries. There were no what's going to happen to the Trump presidency. This is unique right. to Biden. And again, I think they I think they I don't know if the Trump uh, the press wants Trump to be president again. I think they want him to have a close reelection in 2024. I think they see that as entertaining and it would be fun. So I feel like they see their job is let's keep things close. Let's let's make sure Biden doesn't do too well. This is either conscious or subconscious. And so let's just needle this guy to death. Let's leave out his his historic accomplishments. Let's read off the GOP talking points. Let's keep let's keep this playing field level. And so if Trump wants to jump back in, it'll it'll be close. And, and then we can cover that. And it'll be a lot, a lot of fun for everybody. More MIP after this message. You know, you made me think of something, too. Um some things are not that distant from other things in life. What you just described sounds to me like, yeah, they may not want to be president, but there are people who enjoy going into the shark cage, mm-hmm. in the cage, going down and getting this close to the shark. Now, of course, they don't want shark to eat them up. Right, they right. Right. Open the cage. But there's a, a thrill <laughs> and an adrenaline. And maybe yeah. that's what Trump is. But here's what's interesting. You also wrote about this. The press conference Biden gave for an hour and 40 minutes, however long it was, and everyone he's given ha- was 
a hundred times more than Trump has given the mainstream in the Beltway. He canceled January his January sixth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This conference, so to speak. Yeah. Um. So, no one's talking about his accessibility. He's absolutely hiding. And I, I was kind of amazed this, haven't, this hasn't gotten more attention since he left office. And I wrote my piece the day he called in to NPR. We can talk about that. But for a year, Trump has been in hiding. Yes, he gives interviews to Fox and the loonies and, 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 and Mike Lindell and all these crazies. He hasn't he hadn't sat down for a live interview or answered live questions to a single mainstream journalist in a year, uh, which is kind of remarkable. Uh, and then he did, uh, just coincidentally, that day he called into NPR and did an interview with Steve Inskeep. And I, I thought NPR did a, a better job than usual in terms of trying to hold Trump accountable. I think it's super important not to interview Trump live on radio or not live on TV because he just steamrolls. And then Trump cut the interview short by about half the time. He just kind of hung up that I'm done. Uh, but it's very interesting. I mean, the, you know, the Trump coverage is, you know, he's a lock. He's got the nomination sewn up. He would probably beat Biden. He's this, you know, super savvy, uh, gr- you know, 10 ton gorilla on the political landscape. He, d- he refuses to give interviews. He has no social media presence. He's kicked off Instagram, Facebook uh, and, and Twitter. Um, you know, they're trying to start these right wing platforms. They all go nowhere. Uh, he is buried in legal fees right now. Just this week, we had New York City and we have now Fulton County with a grand jury. Uh, it's rather astounding if there were a Democrat, if Hillary Clinton were on the sidelines in some scenario where she wanted to run, refused to talk to the press, had, had been kicked off every social media uh, platform, had lawsuits lining up outside her door, the press would not say, oh, Hillary Clinton's sitting pretty. Hillary Clinton's got the Republican Party right where she wants it. I, this, it would be, it's over. You can't run for president doing any of those things. Uh, but I, 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 that goes to the point, I think they just want him to run again. So they're not going to point out the obvious that he is, his legal challenges uh, are, are mounting and they're real and they're, you know, he lost his Supreme Court. He lost uh, two Supreme Court rulings. Uh, one, you know, the, the January 6th info and then his tax info. You know, it's interesting to me, the re- uh, just real quick, the Supreme Court is obviously in the pocket of the Republican Party. They will do whatever policy the Republican Party wants. They will make up um, uh, justifications for anything. The Supreme Court has no interest in protecting Donald Trump. They are not going to protect him. Uh, and I think that is a really telling revelation in the last month or so. And again, that has major implications for 2024. And the press is just kind of sleepwalking past all this to, because, to your point, they really want him to run again because it would be fun. Yeah, I think you just said something, too. I mean, where the decisions they're making, especially when a number of them are there because of Trump, yeah. Somebody picked up the phone. Yeah. You know, that to me, that just didn't seem organic. Eight to one. Now, we know Clarence Thomas has just always been off his rocker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but and that didn't seem organic to me. Somebody made a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I mean, I, I mean, I, I would I mean, this isn't this isn't objective journalism. This is just speculation, folks. But yeah. I mean, the, the person who's really the architect of the uh, Republican court packing. 
Yes. It's been happening at the federal level and in the court of appeals, all these for a decade, almost Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. So I wouldn't be surprised if he picked up the phone, man. Yeah. And said, Hey, no, no, no. This is, this is going to be your ruling. Yeah. <laughs> On this, uh, I didn't think not, about that. Not, not only is this going to be your ruling in terms of policy, but yeah, but more importantly on Trump, like, um, you know, you're not there to protect Trump. It's, it, you know, it's going to sully your reputation. We got to, yeah, no, it's it's speculation, but it, it's clear to me that they will do, you know, that that mask mandate was one of the most moronic, illogical rulings I've ever seen in my life, you know, but they'll, they'll absolutely do that because that's GOP policy. Um, they're not going to lose sleep um, trying to save Trump. Uh, and, and if he hasn't figured that out, his aides have, uh, and that's that's a problem because I, I think they thought that was their backstop for all of this stuff, and they routinely decided, nah, we're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to do that. It is there's irony here too, because the Bellwing media holds as sacred and sacrosanct the Supreme Court, and so there's yeah. not even criticism of them. Yet, the court is so aware of media. They were releasing statements this week that you never would have seen about whether or not Gorsuch has been told to wear a mask and whatnot. So, right. so I mean, maybe the media ought to take cue from that. So, wait a minute, maybe we need to look at them a little bit more closely. Yeah. And and see, see, folks, Eric is the only one making this analysis, and the and the decisions that they're making and how they are related to Republican policy. Not to mention all the other. Uh, decisions the Supreme Courts make, you know, they're big. They're big decisions they make to make big news, but a lot of little decisions they make, right, right? Every day, they relate to business and commerce that people don't even know about. Um, that aren't the best thing in the world either. Um, lastly, you know, one of the other things, obviously, the, the Biden obituaries are being written, and as yeah. we discuss, but you've also written about this this fixation ar around inflation. He yeah. is solely responsible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inflation. Well, th there was a global there was a global pandemic, and so there's global inflation. If you read the coverage, not only yes, the press absolutely decided that the entire U.S. economy is all about inflation. It's not about interest rates. It's not about job gains. It's not about consumer spending. It's not about home house sales. It's inflation, inflation, inflation. Right. It's a great scare story. Uh, they they just go bonkers with it. And there's almost no reference to any of the coverage that this is a global phenomenon. Russia, Mexico, France, England, Belgium, Spain, Germany, Canada, everyone set a record inflation last year. Everyone. And if you put it in context, then you realize uh, because Republicans and which uh, the media has absolutely echoed, Republicans have pretended U.S. inflation is Biden's fault. He, oh, he spends so much money. He's created this inflation. A, that doesn't even make sense if you know anything about uh, economics. You can't have a 10-year spending bill spike inflation the next month. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but more importantly, this is because we had a global pandemic and it, and it changed supply and demand. And specifically, the reason inflation took off in the U.S. is because the U.S. economy rebounded so much faster and so much stronger than anyone thought. Right. Last March and last April, the question was, will this will the US economy ever rebound? And now it's it's rebounded too quickly. 
Uh, but Biden doesn't get any credit for the fast rebound. He just gets hit with the inflation. And the press pretends this is only happening in the United States when it has infected every major economy on the planet. And that's real quick. That's the other thing that drives me crazy with the COVID coverage. Oh, Biden didn't end COVID. Oh, Biden didn't see this coming. Like, oh, like Germany did? Like France contained the globe, you know, this global mutating virus? There's not a country on the globe that has figured out COVID. And this idea that why can't, I mean, I under I would understand if Biden, if, if the United States COVID was running rampant while all of Europe was back to normal and all of Europe had no cases, I would say, yes, this guy screwed up. But last time I checked, the president cannot stop a mutating virus that's traveling the globe. We can do the best. We can try to have policies in place. We can try to, you know, be smart about it. But my God, you know, are we are we pretending it's only happening in the United States the way we're pretending inflation is only happening in the United States? It's just bizarre. I wonder how the press is covering the other leaders. The international press covers other leaders around the world. Are they blaming them? Good point. And I looked at a lot of the coverage and no, absolutely not. If you you know, the reason we know inflation is up all around the world is, you know, Internet, you know, Reuters has an international bureau. And if you seek it out, you can find stuff about Spain's inflation. But no, of course not. It's not. You know, the first sentence doesn't have Spain's leader in the paragraph on inflation. It's all very mechanical. These are why the numbers are up, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, only in the United States does the coverage immediately uh all of all of the inflation coverage is immediately tied to biden yeah yeah i know i said lastly but but one other point i want to raise uh rupert murdoch you've written about him yeah and uh raise the question how many people might he have killed yeah through, never know. through discouraging masks and vaccines on fox yeah, we'll never know. I mean, obviously, uh, thousands, tens of thousands. Uh, the Fox News audience is super susceptible. Um, you know, the, our, the U.S. vaccination rate stalled at 60 percent. You know, um, it should have been 70 easily. A, a, a great rollout would have been 80 percent, which I think probably Canada and other countries are. But, you know, the United States is the only country uh, in the world that has an organized mainstream political party that's dedicated to spreading the, the virus. Uh, and it's the only country that has a billion dollar media industry, right-wing media industry, that's dedicated to spreading the virus. You know, in that column, uh, I pointed out, you know, Murdoch has properties all over the world, you know, most notably in England and in Australia. Those properties are not doing to those countries what Fox News has done to the United States. Those properties do not tell their readers and viewers the vaccine will kill you the way Fox does on a regular basis. He has decided to unleash um, something special in the United States that he will not do in Australia and he will not do in England. And, he, you know, that's why I say, you know, he, he is a cancer on this country for sure. Uh, One American News finally dropped by AT&T. Yeah, yeah. TV, that's good news. Uh, I mean, it was alarming to to see that on an, on on a television guy that yeah. this this is an option. What this is crazy. That's not a real <laughs> yeah. network. 
Yeah, and yet they're allowed into the White House for press briefings and, and things like that. I mean, they're just, you know, that's the other reason I pointed out in my column why, why Murdoch is doing that with Fox News and, and just going completely, you know, anti-science, anti-vaccine. He doesn't care if people die because he will not allow Fox News to be outflanked to the right. You know, that, that happened right after the election with uh, Newsmax and OAN and their, their numbers spiked because they immediately embraced the big lie. Fox News, if you go back to November, December 2020, it was a little slow to embrace Trump's claims, which they now do. Uh, and they they lost their audience. They lost a, a chunk of their audience. And so Murdoch is committed to never being outflanked to the right. So he will do what, it, it, as I pointed out, it, it, for him, it's preferable. Uh, people dying is preferable to them changing the channel. That's a, uh, that's a frightening turn of phrase, a true one, though, folks. Yeah. Um, folks, if you think about it, if you subscribe to Press Run Media, you, you you actually might. Eric's analysis of the mainstream and Bellway Press, his critique and his fact checking and fact correcting, is more news substance than you get <laughs> from the mainstream and Bellway Press. So, just reading Eric's critique will actually give you more objective factual news and information uh as as it seems so folks i i encourage you so that you're clear i had some some uh had a relative the other day tell me oh and that's why i said question yeah on that story specifically mark biden didn't do what he said he was going to do he's caused all this inflation <laughs> and i know where that comes from because again this is a relative who lives their primary source of information is Facebook. Uh, lives on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, folks, you know, that's why it's important we we have these conversations and we're very careful about what we're what we're sharing on social media. And even with I was speaking with um um uh Dr. Chavis on our last show, Dr. Ben Chavis of the yeah. uh, Black Press. And and you know, I don't know if you saw the press comments. Did you see the question Kristen Welker asked Biden about black voters and them feeling betrayed? I don't know if you caught that, Eric. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was it was a good question. And, and she, her question was an accurate question because a lot of black voters do feel betrayed. Sure, sure. But Ben then said, why is there not greater coverage of mansion and cinema <laughs> betraying black voters? Because the the... I think the 13% of black voters in West Virginia got mansion elected. See, in a lot of these races in places like Arizona, the black vote makes the difference when the white vote is split. Good point. So is, is Biden betraying or, you know, so, so, but these, they're not covered in that way. No, no, no. It, it's, it's like, we got to stop Biden because you're right. We want to get back in the shark tank with Trump because that's <laughs> exciting. It's fun covering King Kong until King Kong escapes and eats all up. You know, you. that's just kind of <laughs> kind of the mentality. Press run dot media, fearless media commentary. We appreciate him as always, Eric. Thanks, man. All right, my pleasure. Have a great week. Okay, you too, man. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police demic. If all hearts and minds are clear. It has been made plain.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets. And of course, their legendary best hoodie ever. So you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days, like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use Staple 20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20.